Hi, I'm Dave Plisky, and welcome back to For You and For Me, an alternative way to listen to Monsignor Kieran Harrington's homilies. Monsignor begins his homily for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time with a discussion on suffering, and he explains that this happens and is normal for us because we are beings with both a body and a soul. Monsignor recalls St. Paul's words from the second reading that we must take the risk of living for Christ and not just for ourselves. He quotes the prophet Zechariah from the first reading, who gives us hope that our Savior will allow us to overcome. And then he quotes Jesus' words directly from the gospel reading from St. Matthew to remind us that we are not alone, that Christ is walking with us. I have a uh, friend of mine who got into trouble, a lot of trouble. And this person had at home a gun. And I remember speaking uh, to him on the phone, and uh, in the course of our conversation, I said, why don't you come see me? Let's talk about this. So we sat down, and as we uh, had our conversation, I could sense his great agitation, his despair, even though I realized that what he did was bad, but it was not the end of the world. But for him, What he had done was so bad that at one point in the conversation I said to him, are you thinking of using the gun on yourself? And he said to me, yes. Now I think for a moment about the sense of despair that a person, a husband with children would have to think that they would use a weapon on themselves because the problem that they are facing seems monumental. The problem with sin is, is that we feel isolated in our sin. This then is what I think is at the heart of the scriptures for us. Because notice, when we listen to the gospel that St. Matthew recounts, come to me, all you who labor and are heavily burdened, and I will give you a rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. What is Jesus trying to say? The passage here is a reminder that Jesus is walking with us in the midst of difficulty. Each of us face difficulty. This is the nature of the human condition because we are a spirit with a body. This is kenosis, suffering. The suffering that is a part of life. And so each of us are going to experience suffering. Maybe you're experiencing suffering, a husband or a wife is experiencing suffering because one of the parties wants a divorce and the other does not. That is a suffering. That is a suffering. A suffering which is silent because you don't want people to know seemingly shameful. Maybe it is the suffering of somebody who is undocumented. New York Times one time had a a great story of a very famous journalist who was in the United States who was undocumented and continually lied about his status and kept able getting jobs, but he held the secret of his status. Sometimes people live in great fear because of their immigration status. Other times it's a financial reversal, that they are going to lose their home or house or job, and there is great fear. Other times there is mental or emotional illness and a sense of I'm completely out of control and I know I'm out of control, or a loved one who knows that they have someone who is sick. 
Sometimes it's a physical illness that we suffer from. But whatever the case is, suffering is a part of life. What the scriptures are reminding us of is that we do not suffer alone. But here is the challenge, and this is what we hear in St. Paul's, Paul's letter to the Romans, that we do have to live not simply in the flesh. That requires a risk, a risk, a leap towards Christ. I think of my friend who was facing this great difficulty. He kept it quiet and secret. And in the secrecy and quiet, he thought that life itself was not able to be lived. But once he was able to speak the words of what he had done, and to hear somebody say to him, it is going to be all right, I am walking with you, I will journey with you, there was a great sense of peace. This is what is about the incarnation is all about. The incarnation of God becoming man is all about God walking with you and me. But this does demand a response. It does demand the response that we join ourselves to Christ. This then requires a change in the way we live. This is what St. Paul is saying, we are not in the flesh. See, we can't have it both ways. We can't say, Jesus is going to work it all out for me, but I do not have to conform my life to Christ. The challenge is, is we have to surrender ourselves to Jesus Christ, and in the surrendering of our lives to Jesus Christ, then we can be confident that he journeys with us. In the book of Zechariah, our first reading, which we hear in the, which is an Old Testament reading, we hear of how the Lord is going to overcome. The challenge for you and for me as Christians is that when we are in the midst of suffering, we sometimes cannot see that victory can be at hand. Maybe because victory is not at hand in the way in which we hope or expect. This is the challenge of faith. This is why faith is a gift. Faith is something which is almost illogical. Counter-intellect. Your mind may say one thing, but you have a firm hope. Why? Because of the testimony of eyewitnesses, the apostles, who have staked their claim on Christ and have testified by their blood to what he has done for them. Brothers and sisters, this passage come to me from St. Matthew is often a great source of comfort for us, isn't it? Think about moments in your life where you have suffered or where you have witnessed somebody else suffering. Come to me, you who are weary and heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart. The fact of the matter is, is one of the elements of our Christian community is, is that we are the hands of Christ who are walking with those who are in the midst of suffering. I think about Sister Maria, I'm sure many of you have seen in the papers or on the news that Sister Maria was attacked in the church. And what was her immediate reaction to this man who was a violent felon, 40 felonies, nine, nine violent felonies? Her reaction is, I forgive him. The challenge is, is we can easily dismiss him as being a crazy person. But he was not crazy. 
He was evil. But still, evil people are in demand the love of Christians. See, when we say somebody is crazy, we dismiss their behavior. We rationalize it. As Christians, it's important to say, no, this is evil behavior. And even in spite of evil behavior, I love the person. Because guess what? That's what Jesus did for you and for me. The challenge for us as Christians is to recognize that God is walking with us through all the difficulties which are a part of life, whether it's our facing a financial reversal or marriage problems or health issues or our, our immigration status, whatever it is, God is walking with us. But we are required to make decisions confident that Christ is walking with us. Because if we do not recognize that he is walking with us, we can do terrible things. We can do terrible things like my friend who had a gun. It is natural for us because we are spirits with a body to suffer and to sometimes see the only way out is here and now in this present moment. But if you are a person of faith, if you see with the eyes of faith, you can see that sometimes the suffering, whether it's self-inflicted, the things that we cause ourselves, or is inflicted upon us by outside forces, whether nature or other people, if we can see in those moments that somehow God is always going to manifest his glory, then we have truly understood the meaning of this passage where St. Matthew reminds us, come to me, you who are weak, weak in your finances, weak in your immigration status, weak in your relationships, weak in your sin. Come to me, you who are weak and heavy burdened, for I am meek and humble of heart. May God bless you. I hope you'll join me in saying a prayer for Mother Maria that she will not be afraid to pray in church after such a scary encounter. Let us also pray for the soul of the man who accosted her, that he might find peace in the body he inhabits here on earth. If you're in Brooklyn, come hear these homilies straight from the source at the Co-Cathedral of St. Joseph in Prospect Heights. On Twitter, you can tweet at MonsignorH and with the hashtag FYAFM, or you can email me comments or questions at podcast at desalesmedia.org, and I may be able to address them the next time we do a face-to-face -face episode. For You and For Me is brought to you by DeSales Media Group. Please subscribe in iTunes or wherever you download podcasts. For Monsignor Kieran Harrington, I'm Dave Plisky, and these are his words to live by, For You and For Me.